Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diets 2019 Oscar Primer. As always, I am your very best prestigious good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And joining us today is a special guest good movie buddy, a past co-host of the podcast, bringing him in for a mini episode. We got my brother-in-law, Matt Theodosis, joining us. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for taking the time out of your day for this. Now, this is a little bit different than what we've done before. This is part of our Oscar Primer miniseries. Now, the Oscar Primers, for those who have not listened to our Oscar Primers before, they are designed to bring a little bit more of an analytical look at what one may call the classy pictures, the prestige movies, the front runners, those films that are considered to be contenders or big players in the uh, award season as it winds down, ultimately leading up to the nominations on January 22nd, all the way to the 91st Academy Awards on February 24th, 2019. And for this particular episode, we are taking a look at a political biopic comedic satire directed by Adam McKay, called Vice, which is the story of Dick Cheney. And, and as previously mentioned, Vice is written and directed by Adam McKay, who previously wrote and directed The Big Short, which I was a big fan of. And also, I mean, and then mostly dabbled in comedy. He did The Other Guys. He did an the Anchorman films. He did uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And this one is not one where we really have to explain to anybody who's in it. This is Christian Bale, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Amy Adams, Sam Rockwell, Steve Carell, Tyler Perry. You got Allison Pill. You got Jesse Plemons as the narrator. And uh, it's, it's just a super interesting film, uh, I thought. And we, we, we went to see this. It was actually really funny the way that this came about because our good other good movie buddy, friend of the podcast, Austin Frankie, just texted us and was like, you guys want to go see Vice? And we were both just kind of like, yeah, right? How Now, were you particularly like hyped to see this or anything like that? <sighs> Not particularly. Because I, mean, I kind of I knew what it was going to be. Sure, sure. This doesn't necessarily jive with... With uh, you and I f fall squarely in the middle when it comes to most of the political spectrum. Yes. You know, we're, we're pretty f familiar with that. We're, we're trying not to get too political on the popcorn diet. It's all about movies. But but you and I kind of fall under the same belief of, you know, smoke what you want, eat what you want, drink what you want, love what you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, it sh you know, it should yeah. be fine. Right. And so Adam McKay, obviously uh, a big left leaning Hollywood guy. Certainly not going to take a kind look at uh, the history of Dick Cheney. But one of the things that I found the most interesting about this movie, Matt, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but it's just how so much of the storytelling was kind of like, um, well, maybe this happened, but we don't really know. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of, at least to me. <clears throat> I like that they addressed the fact that they didn't know. Sure. Or at least they, they couldn't say they knew because we weren't in the room. Right. You know, who knows? Only the people know who were in the Oval Office or whatever. Sure, sure. So they're, they're telling you right off the back that this is from a storyteller's point of view. Right. This is, I mean, and again, to their credit, you know, the Dick Cheney, the person, has been notoriously cagey and quiet and not really, I mean, even his biography reads more like a 
kind of list of bullet-pointed items rather than an actual biography. So on one hand, you know, I was kind of like, well, it, it feels like a lot of this was theoretical. And 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 it would, and so that to me reduced the impact as much as like the Big Short did not. Like the Big Short mm. was all factual. Here are the numbers. Here's the things that happened and whatnot. And I'm sure it editorialized a little bit, but with this, it seemed a little bit more theoretical. That being said, the way that this story is told, I at least very much appreciate, and it's been divisive on the. Uh, on the for the quote unquote the the online film community or film Twitter mm-hmm. where some people look at the the way that this story is told and all of the different devices that McKay likes to use to try and make it more engaging. Some people are really into that, and some people uh, are <laughs> decidedly not. Some people are just like have no time for that kind of bullshit. Um, and I mean. I'm trying to think of all the different ways that he like mixes things up in the movie. Uh, He jumps around timelines a little bit, much like the big short. He has moments where he kind of takes it out of the movie. Um, And I was curious to get your thoughts on if you found those effective or not, like the moments where he cuts back to the the quote unquote, the narrator, like that whole device or the moments where he cuts to like the news channel or when they're all sitting around the dinner table. Obviously, those are like um, designed to be not – they're not historical. Like, okay, yeah. let's let's talk about the, – the biggest example to me was the one at the dinner table. Do you remember that scene where it's Alfred Molina playing the waiter? And he's like, gentlemen, I'd like to offer you today a bunch <laughs> of things that don't fit the Geneva yeah, Convention. Yeah. I'd like to offer you advanced interrogation techniques. I'd like to offer you Guantanamo Bay. And they're all sitting around like a bunch of evil cackling yeah, assholes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we want that. We want that. We want that. And that was very much like uh, – he did in the big short where Mm -hmm. he cuts to Margot Robbie or Selena Gomez or whatever to explain certain items. Did you find those to be uh, pedantic or did you find those to be distracting or did you, do you like that kind of thing? I feel like, I feel like it's a good way to, to get your point across. Sure. Um, While still showing that you don't know what really was going on. Sure. I mean, people know what happened. People know there is a Guantanamo Bay. People know certain facts, but this is more like this is this is what I think of these people, right? And I'm telling it from a point of view of I don't know what their conversations are. I can't say they were all around this table and these are the words they said, but I this is what I feel they were saying main topic wise like sure. this is what their beliefs were and they're funny yeah i mean yeah they're, they're, they they are certainly funny you know asides i mean you need that because to be honest dick cheney as well as as christian bale did dick cheney's <clears throat> as a person is not like this this terrible amazing charismatic person right he's just you know the right. guy in the back of the room Making the decisions, Making apparently. The decisions, apparently <laughs> and from so, what they say. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, we don't really talk about the story at all, but the story is essentially, you know, the biography of Dick Cheney. Yeah. And it starts where he's, 
you know, uh, abyss, I mean, what, in his late 20s, just a drunk lineman getting in bar fights. And his wife, Amy Adams, tells him, like, you straighten up or I'm going to leave you. And then it jumps. Yeah. And it jumps to him suddenly being a congressional intern. And I had, you know, I have, I think there was something in there that could have been missing. You know, if we really want to get oh, to the absolutely. heart of who Dick Cheney is, how how did he make that jump? Was it literally all that it took was a pep talk? Maybe it is. You know, maybe that's, maybe yeah. it is so simple as that. But then it goes into his life as a congressional intern, uh, connecting with Donald Rumsfeld, and kind of being raised on this political ideology of we have no political ideology, we're just in it for the power. Yeah. Right? And it covers his rise during then, being the chief of staff, being the secretary of defense, and then another <laughs> – how did you feel about the the credits in the middle of the movie? Uh, which <laughs> – I'm trying to remember. So it literally ends. So it. Oh, 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 it ends with. Yeah. It's I, after yeah. he's the secretary of mm -hmm. defense. And we saw this movie a couple weeks yeah. ago, admittedly. Yeah. So we're going to we got to try and jar jar our memories here. But it just ends. It's like a happy ending. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, after the, he was done being the secretary of defense, he retired and they lived a peaceful life. The family was happy. It he, literally yeah. has the words that would show up at the end of a biography. Yeah. yeah. And the credits start rolling. And then all of a sudden it's interrupted with a phone call, which then is George Bush calling him to Honestly, become the vice president. Honestly, he probably would have been better off if it ended there. <laughs> I think that's kind of the point. I, I mean, that was uh, he was the head of he was the CEO of his corporation. Right. You know, he was doing fine. He had lived what yeah. many considered to be or yeah. would consider to be a pretty full life. Yeah. He could have spent his life as a retired CEO. But uh, like you said how they how they twisted is that hunger for power. You right now, and that hunger to be uh, in control of something bigger than themselves. Sure. So, which uh, is very uh, Shakespearean, yeah. you yeah. know, which is, again, I mean, and this is a perfect kind of segue into Adam McKay as a director, but there's this whole sequence after he gets off the phone with George Bush where they're laying in bed, his wife Lynn, played by Amy Adams, and mm -hmm. himself, and there's literally a part of the dialogue, which is we have no way of telling what would happen during this conversation in bed. We have no, we have no way of determining if it was a Shakespearean conversation. And then they literally, it switch, literally is a Shakespearean conversation, <laughs> switch into yeah. a Shakespearean con conversation. <laughs> and so that kind of gets into the styles of Adam McKay in general. And, and, and I think that if nothing else, vice is such a, a different, I don't know how to say this. It is made in such a different way than what you're typically looking at when it comes to these types of movies mm -hmm. that you can't help but respect it. You know, some some people get down about that, but I can't help but respect it. I I think they're aware of what they they're aware of what they are doing. Certainly, they're aware of their agenda. Certainly, and they're aware of of how. Their agenda and how their film will appeal to the different demographics. Sure. Whereas a straight biopic that is leaning one way or the other, right, doesn't care. This is what we're making. This is our voice. Right. Take it. This, or, take it or leave it. Because this isn't like the first Bush era biopic. No, you know? I, I 
it definitely makes me remember W. I mean, W's essentially got the same Old origin w. story. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, yeah, kind of a screw up who's like, you straighten your life up kind of thing. I'm pretty sure they were on the same road, <laughs> drunk, in the same truck. I got pulled over by the same cop. By the probably. same cop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, the thing is, is like, you make a straightforward biopic like this and Hollywood will let, most likely eat it up. Mm-hmm. But what Adam McKay brings is that comedic sensibility. Yeah. He brings a much higher energy than even somebody like Oliver Stone, who made W with mm-hmm. Josh Brolin and Richard Dreyfus as Dick Cheney, yeah. which is super fascinating. But he brings a completely different energy in the way that things work, the way things are edited, the way things put together. I mean, just in conversation about how that whole scene where they're discussing the legal teams and they're mm-hmm. using like chess pieces and game board pieces mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just told in a completely different yeah. way. And and I do fall on the side of I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into those asides. I'm into the breaking the fourth wall, like the way that uh, Ryan Gosling breaks the fourth wall in the big short. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. I'm into the way Jesse Plemons is used here. Um, ultimately, I'm I am for Adam McKay making these types of politically charged movies. Like he started, I mean, if you look back, you look back at even his comedies like Anchorman and Talladega Nights. Yeah. Those are not exactly subtle kind of satirical looks at modern media and sort of middle America. Um, And with the other guys, you started seeing a shift because then the bad guys and the other guys were the bankers. Yeah. And the whole end credit sequence was all about how the banks are screwing up, which then led to the big short, which now leads to Vice, which eventually I can't imagine that McKay won't make like a Donald Trump movie because that just feels like it's his, he's just taking aim at everybody that he hates and is pissed off yeah. at. And that's, I guess that's interesting because at least there's a righteous I mean, he's doing it, it in a unique way. If you want to, do a biopic. You don't want to make it look like a thousand page history book. Right. Just dry, <laughs> like the old ways yeah. are the old ways are dead. The yeah. old biopics like Gandhi. Oh now my listen, gosh, yeah. Gandhi's a great film. Yeah. You know, or Amadeus. Great film. Academy Award winning, best yeah. picture level. I mean the films. performances alone. Absolutely. You can't you can't look past that but but those are plotting biopics those are we're going to tell their entire life story Mm -hmm. kind of things and that's another interesting thing is this is one of those biopics that does take a look at an overall life because it's become more popular to just take a snippet of it yeah like you look at spielberg's lincoln movie Mm -hmm. it's not his whole life it's just a snippet of it you know trying to get the the amendment passed and whatnot um so yeah i mean i'm on board with more with what adam mckay does now i think you'll agree with this this movie doesn't work without good performances, right? Yes. This this movie is one of those movies that is anchored by its performances. And we listed off the performers. I mean, you got – number one, I find, it, I find it very interesting that Adam McKay, who is – was a comedy director and, and whatnot, and Christian Bale have – are on the same wavelength, you know? It feels like it would take a very specific type of director to be on Christian Bale's wavelength. Like you look at the guys he's worked with, right? I feel like there was enough dramatically in there for Christian Bale to be completely – I mean 
not to mention the fact that he could uh, consume himself in that character. Absolutely. I mean, he's completely drawn to those types of characters where he can morph his body or have the makeup done completely to where it's not even him anymore. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you look at his character in the big short and that's kind of a funny character. Sure. You know, it is a funny character. It's not like this completely solemn character. It's it is funny, but he also plays it the most straight out of anybody yeah. in the film. Yeah. He's never and he also <laughs> in that film never interacts with anybody else yeah. in the film. You could cut out all his scenes and make their your own little movie on it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a comedic director, but he's not directing uh, a Will Ferrell film. They're yeah. not throwing they're not throwing Christian Bale into Anchorman. I would, you be, know? All, I would be all about that, <laughs> number one. Yeah. But let's look like you look at the directors that Christian Bale has worked with ever since and we'll go back to oh man. Let's go back to Batman Begins. All right. Since Batman Begins in 2005, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan, Terrence Malick, David Ayer, Werner Herzog, Nolan again, James Mangold. Todd Hayes. Mick G is the craziest one out of yeah, all of them. Yeah, Michael Mann. Because Michael Mann, David, David Russell. Russell, Zhingy Mao, Scott Cooper, Ridley Scott, Scott Cooper again, <laughs> Adam Malik. McKay twice, more more James Mangold. Like, he works yeah. with elite yeah. guys. But on, on the same on the same point, Mowgli. Yeah, but even then he's working with Andy Serkis. He's yeah. working with a oh, visionary he's, he's, guy. He, yeah, he's he's working with someone who's who's in a field of his own, but right. it's like and oh, er, maybe like earlier in his career when he was doing like Reign of Fire, like Rob Bowman, Kurt Wimmer, those guys aren't exactly the heavy hitters like a Terrence Malick or a Werner Herzog no, he's got or a great, Chris, Christopher Nolan. But yeah. the fact that Adam McKay has gotten in here and is like, we're gonna challenge Christian Bale in these new different ways. I find it fascinating. To be honest, it's it's probably got a lot to do with the 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 material. Material sure. for sure. I mean, I mean, we haven't even talked about the performance, which is transformative. Yeah, like you don't even think that you're looking at Christian Bale. I honestly didn't know it was him for the longest no, time. No, you think you're looking at Dick Cheney. It's absolutely insane what he did with not only the weight loss. The weight loss only goes so far. Yeah, you know, because he went underneath the makeup and he mm-hmm. did all the appliances and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, same with everybody. Same with, you know, Amy Adams to a degree, uh, uh, Steve Carell to a degree. Everybody went through a certain level of makeup and mm-hmm. hairstyling and whatnot to look a little bit similar. You know, Tyler Perry looks oddly like Colin Powell uh, in the film. And everybody, I think, is doing a really great job. Again, I have issues with some of the material and the motivations behind the material. Like this plays, like, for example, Steve Carell. I mean, he really plays Donald Rumsfeld as kind of this over-the-top blowhard. And maybe <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld is. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he does. He play he plays him like a like a varsity, like just uh, bro. Just yeah, like I'm gonna give you a wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> if you kind don't of. if you don't pass this bill for me. Kind of. Like and and you know, it's funny because they they pull examples of why somebody like Rumsfeld would be that way or why they characterize him like that. But you can find examples of people who are like, 
you know, Rumsfeld was 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 a lot more different than that and, and whatnot. So I guess breaking down the historical inaccuracies or whatever is kind of pointless. It's everybody's mm-hmm. really strong in this film, but it's really Christian Bale and Amy Adams. I think. Oh, for sure. They're they're definitely the center. They're definitely more of a partnership than uh, uh, she's kind of like she doesn't fall behind per right. se. She doesn't have the most time on screen, but she has a, a fairly good amount and she fills it well. You bring up a really interesting point, which is that I was actually surprised at the small amount of screen time that like Sam Rockwell was on. Yeah, the, well, I think that was, I think that was a part of the storytelling. I feel like sure that was the point. Like sure. th- that was a character thing. That was, I mean, the point of the story was Dick Cheney was pulling the strings ultimately, ultimately, and right. uh, Bush was kind of in the background. The movie makes you f- makes you feel like Bush was. Wasn't really doing anything. Was gone for eight years. Sure. Was just like out of office. He's somewhere else. He's He's somewhere else. else. He's just like, and then pops in every once in a while just to have Cheney whisper in his ear. Right, right. And there are people who dispute that even. There are people who are like, no, that's not true at all. Bush was the one making the calls and whatever. Who knows? Um, That being said... Again, f- great performances all around. Yeah. Like everybody everybody deserves recognition for yeah. it. I just wonder if it's going to be anything more than Amy Adams or Christian Bale. I don't think Sam Rockwell is in the movie enough. To- Performance-wise, awards-wise? Yeah, yeah. To oh, get no. That. I mean, no. it's it's certainly a, a – ch- there's certainly a chance. I feel like the Carell performance could have been. Yeah. Because he had a lot more screen time than Rockwell did. Yeah, um, he did he, actually, and he had moments that could that were he had great moments, but they could have been right uh, supporting actor moment, right? That kind of just fell. That kind of fell flat. Goofy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that, I mean, obviously, this film when I when the trailer for this film came out, I was like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there for it. Because Big Short was one of my favorite movies of the year. It's still one of my favorite movies. A really good movie. Um, and this, I was just, I mean, again, going back to what I think one of the film's issues is, is also one of its selling points. And that's like the righteous indignation behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this film is relevant nowadays. Yes. Obviously, this film comes in with a certain amount of political relevance Yes. at display here. Um, however... I want to go to the end of the film. You remember the end of the film, right? <laughs> yeah. And you remember how this, I just find it fascinating how it montages through everything and it uh-huh. shows us clips of everything and it shows us clips of refresh my memory. Cause I'm going to try and remember some of them, but it shows us clips of, uh, you know, the torture. It shows us clips of like the people who are putting leashes on people and, and making them act like dogs. It shows mm-hmm. clips of, uh, <laughs> it gets, I remember the, it the shows you ones. moments of relevancy. Right. And it shows you moments of a tsunami in Indonesia. Right. Or the wildfires. And then it'll, it'll flash to torture. Right. Then tsunami, then a picture of Cheney, right. then a volcano. And, and then like uh, immigration, yeah, but not American yeah. immigration, Italian, Italian immigration. Italian immigration. So it's it's 
it's uh, it's photo associ- it's association. Sure, guilty by as- yeah, guilt by association. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's it's playing. It's kind of like um, psychology. Sure, I say this. Games. What do you think? Yeah, right. I just think that that it, it ultimately in trying to hammer home its own relevance. I think it ha- it missteps itself a little bit. Oh, I think to blame absolutely. him for like it literally was blaming him for every terrible thing that's happened <laughs> in the world in the world since then. And one could make the argument that Cheney's policies screwed up our environmental oversight, <clears throat> except for the fact that Cheney, according to the movie, had no interest in environmental oversight. Yeah, um, Cheney had no interest in social issues he had no interest in gun control uh and so at least according to the movie i could be wrong like yeah. i could be maybe i read the movie wrong i'm fully no to it was that. it was the way they they threw in um cheney na- natural disasters sure cheney sure colombian re- revolt sure. like it's unless unless you can tie right all of those things directly to him or his policies, right? It's just a melee of look. Here's Cheney. Here's someone getting and he's murdered. Guilty for this, this. Here's Cheney. <laughs> here's a planet exploding. Here's you know, and sure. it's making at the end. It makes you go, oh, I'm angry at him because right. which is effective, which is effective, effective. But ultimately, um, I think the guy did enough that they could blame him on. Without, without editorializing. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a really interesting point is that, you know, there are enough things that we can legitimately point to yeah. without throwing in a picture of a volcano yeah. or a Sandy Hook or something like that. Because even if he does have an association to those things, that's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon association, yeah. you know? That's like saying all of the stuff that has happened because of Cheney it's like oh you know there was no you know there was no Obama for eight years, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's ignoring some of that stuff as well. That being said, I think obviously this movie came out with its its sights set on relevance, and I think that it. I mean, listen. I think it came out a little too late. I think it should have come out three years ago. It should have come out three years ago. It should have come out before the election. I don't think as many people care about. This movie comes out before the election. I think it makes $80 million. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares about Cheney anymore, just like no one cares about Bush anymore. Well, Although people do still hold a grudge against Bush. 100%. But I don't think Cheney and, oh, you know, it was the Bush administration, but Cheney was the one who was really... Which is kind of the point. Which is kind of the point, but it's like, at this point... People are like, who cares? Right. I didn't like that administration. Right. Who cares who was pulling the strings or not? Sure. We remember them in this way or that way overall. Uh-huh. I don't care who did what. Mm-hmm. We're going to lump them together. And at this point, it's so far ahead of time, but it's not so far. And they're not so beloved that it's not like, oh, everybody loved Thomas Jefferson but now, look, we've come up with all this information. Sure. Like, it's yeah. fresh enough in the brain that I, I just think enough people don't care at this point. No, and they I have th- a new They have a new person that... Well, they uh, have a way worse person. Yeah, they have a new person that is, 
the country is divided about sure enough that who cares Cheney's right also but that i think is ultimately the i mean going back to it that's the entire point of the film is that none of y'all were aware that that he was doing this or what was happening like he was the guy quietly in the corner making the moves and 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 he was the one who was moving the pieces and even now you know we're not aware of the impact that he had which is the whole you reason come this out, movie exists you could come out with a video showing he did everything in that film and people are like oh, right. well i mean oh, he well. shot i mean he shot his friend in the face hunting <laughs> And people are still like, eh. uh, people. You could come out and be like, fact or fact, he did all of this, and people, and somehow it would just, which is fascinating, be brush, which kind of goes out. into its, you know, yeah. commercial success in that this movie cost sixty million dollars to make. By no means a Isn't expensive. Bad. Film, no, that's not bad at all. But worldwide has only brought in about forty one. And so as in terms of commercially speaking, it seems like it's certainly underwhelmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe it's just because it's not uh, – It's not, I mean, I don't know. Like there's something about the – I'm just I, – I try to compare this to McKay's previous film, The Big Short. Yeah. You know? And that movie was both funnier mm-hmm. and more dramatically resonant. You know, it resonated deeper, at least to me. Uh, it had a wider audience because more people, I feel like, were personally affected okay. by the stock market and housing okay, and the economic Crisis recession. and all that, yeah. The recession in general sure. touched everybody. Sure. Whereas a specific politician who, yes, was the vice president, right. no, most people didn't even know... And or care what he was doing. <laughs> and who you could show this list, like you could just, like you said, write out a list of everything that he did and show it to somebody who's Democrat or somebody who's Republican and make no editorial arrangements yeah. of it at all. And the Democrat will be like, yeah, that guy's terrible. And the Republican will be like, yeah, that guy did what he had to do. And it's just certainly more divisive yeah. as well. I bet you you could show a photo of him without his name to 75% of the country and no one would know who he was. I don't know about that. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Uh, That'd be an interesting test. But any I mean anyway, yeah, it's the recession and the housing market was a oh, huge man. issue and played out longer. I mean it, sure. it took years and years to sure. And it it touched the everyday American. Sure. And again, you know, I mean, going back, like the point of this film was to try and show you that like Cheney was more responsible than anybody ever thought. Yeah. And everybody should be giving him a second thought. But again, this movie isn't as funny as the no. big short, although there are funny moments. But Cheney himself is not funny funny a funny subject yeah. in any way, shape, or form. That's why they had the Steve Carells and right, the Sam right. Rockwells. Um and and it's not that it, – it's not – it is upsetting, but also at the same time it is too vague of a film for me to get upset about. Like I'm yeah. sure that some people watch this and they'll be like, this is a scathing portrayal. And some people watch this and be like, this is not nothing. And some people like me will watch this and be like, it's a pretty good film, but there are just too many question marks that were filled in with – well, maybes yeah. to have it have an impact. Kind of each thing was touched on and glossed over a little right. bit. It was right. like, yeah, he might have done this. He might have done these 50 things. Right. Like he definitely did these 10. But it wasn't hammered in enough. Right. 
he definitely uh, did these ten. Yeah. But let but again, he definitely got pulled over for drunk driving and was just a drunken lineman. And then he definitely was a congressional intern, but it doesn't connect A to B. Yeah. You know? And he definitely had the call with Bush and definitely made the decision, but we don't know how or why what the conversation was. So we gotta fill that in, you know? And I mean that's film in general. That's historic those are historical films in general where they you look at Braveheart, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Braveheart, I, I hate to break it to everybody, but William Wallace didn't go sleep with the princess <laughs> and the baby might be William Wallace's like that shit never happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a biopic to, to be strictly, you know, adherent to the truth and all that. Um, but yeah, it certainly doesn't make you feel it. It didn't give me the same emotional reaction. You know, that being said, it's still a really well-made yeah. movie. Well, when you talk about the the film success of The Big Short and the reaction you have from it, and from then till now, I mean, people have still forgotten. I mean, they're still doing the same shit, yeah. but <laughs> look at the commercial success of The Big Short. The yeah. Big Short cost $50 million yeah. to make, and it made $133 yeah. million worldwide. And I think people are more interested in social issues than political issues. Sure. Well, I mean, I think some people think they're the same thing. Um, well, in the sense of I think a lot less people – a lot more people look at something like a Cheney film sure. as like, ah, that's an older population. Maybe. I think you're talking about like the difference between a film about a particular event in the world versus mm-hmm. a film about a particular political figure in the yes. world. Right? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting point too. I think you might be right because there is less, I don't know what the word is, bias, I guess. I guess it's got to be bias, right? There's less bias. There's less people. If you look at the big short or you look at a film that's about, you know, the stock market crash rather than a specific person you look at people who who approach that and they're and they're everybody approaches the stock market crashes yes that is a terrible thing yeah but less people you know some people approach dick cheney as yes that is a terrible person or no that is not a terrible person so it gets muddy whatever it is you're not going to get as many people the people who are for him aren't going to see it just out of right now with now with that being said I think there is enough in this film. Obviously, it ticks a lot of boxes off for it to get a lot of recognition. So what we like to do at the end of these years, we like to list off any of the the categories that we think it could be up for and then set an over-under and then pick what we think are going to ha- what is going to happen. Is it going to get over or is it going to get under? All right. So I have it listed for nine Oscars. Uh, potentially. Potentially. I don't think it'll get all nine, but I think it's max is probably nine. I have it listed for best direct, best picture, excuse me, best mm-hmm. director for Adam McKay, best screenplay for Adam McKay, actor, actress, supporting actor. I have it for editing. I have it for makeup and hairstyling, and I have it for score. So that's nine, right? Do you think I'm? Do you think I'm missing anything? Do you think that seems about right? Because it's not. I mean, we didn't talk about the visuals, but it's not like. A gorgeous, you know, amazing cinematography and production design. Like, it's pretty much, you know, it is what it is in those regards. So I really didn't consider those. Who's who's your best supporting actor? I think it's Rockwell. I think Carell. Really? I think Carell, although he has more screen time, is too broad of a performance. 
Okay. And I think Rockwell has less screen time, and that allows him to have a still broad performance, but have it be a re- really focused. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, I'm not saying it's going to win all nine. No, I agree with these. I mean, best picture, I feel like it's up there. Yeah. Director. Directors on a lot of these are on the on the yeah. brink. You know, they're on the they're on the it's, bubble. It's a tough it's a tough race this year, but when you have so many open spots. Right. I mean you can Right. You can fill what best pictures up to ten. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this one definitely would be in a top ten. Potentially, yeah. So all right, all right. So let's set the over under. I'm gonna put the over under at six nominations for Vice. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Six nominations. One, two. <laughs> no, I'm. I know, right? Over or under? Over or under six. I know. I'll tell you what I'm taking. I'd say under. Think you're going to take the under? I think best. its best chances are picture, screenplay, actor, actress, editing, and makeup. And that's six. Yep. That's, so, that's and exact. I'm not going to take the push. I was going to say six. It's that's probably, why. So, okay. I, I, I don't think we've ever picked a push before. I was going to say six. All right. Well, I'm let's put it six. at six. <laughs> I'm going with six for sure. All right. Well, let's put it at six. Then. Now, Matt, before we go, obviously, your guest here, do you have any uh, anything you want to pimp out? You want to throw out anything about Tremaine Ranch, what you're doing right now? It's kind of like the slow, the busy season's picking up for you. Um, I, I don't really have a lot to push other than the... Um, if you're doing an event in the, in the greater Arizona area... We do area. have our Ivy events. Yes. Uh, which we have... Three that we are hoping to do. We did three last year. Okay. Um, we don't have the dates for them, but we will have a a spring, summer, and fall event. Okay. And those dates are to be decided. But if you go to the Ivy event on Instagram or TremaineRanch.com, you can find out more information about those networking and educational events all right i like it out check it out on on the social media check out the ivy event but before we go i want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of this podcast delivered to you for free just by hitting the subscribe button wherever you're listening from just take a minute just take one minute Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. We'd really appreciate you just taking a few seconds, maybe writing a review, give us a rating, share us with any of your other other good movie buddies, help us build that good movie buddy community. And speaking of the community, wanted to remind you all to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider maybe becoming a patron of the podcast. What's really cool is that not only are you going to be helping us you know, improve the podcast in every way, shape, and form. But you'll also get access to first look content. You also get uh, the opportunity to get some pretty uh, fun swag, and you'll get some exclusive episodes like our franchise refills. So again, check us out. Consider becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash The Popcorn Diet. Of course, you don't want to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least. You can find all of our latest regular episodes, all of our articles, all of our reviews, Oscar predictions, and more at our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But for our good 
special guest movie buddy, Matt Theodosis. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. For being on the episode. I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time with another potential Oscar nominee on the Popcorn Diet 2019 Oscar Primer. Adios.